Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. And welcome back to Great News, great with, news. with Kevin and Mike. Kevin and Mike. Yeah. We look for positive stories because most of the time, if you watch the news, it's negative, negative, negative. And these are stories that will res- restore some hope. There are some good people in this world. They're all negative Nellies, and we're positive Paulies. Boom. No. Yeah. <laughs> Can we edit? Intro. Woo. The show's about to begin, bro. Yeah. Uh-huh. Say hello to the happy, goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. <laughs> That's so beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, it was liberating. This is a true story. You're going to think I'm exaggerating, but my daughter called me last night and Mm -hmm. she said, dad, I'm in a really bad mood. Uh Oh, give me some of the stories that you're working on for great news. Seriously. And And I was like, what did you, did your mom set this up? (laughs) (laughs) Did it work? It worked. That's what I'm talking about. It worked. Hopefully we will do the same for you. Agreed. The first story is, uh, about Shonda Lemon, who is a U.S. post office carrier. Okay. And she's the type of person who's had the same route for, say, um, eight years. And okay. she gets to know the people, and she talks to them, and she becomes friends with them. And in this particular place, um, there was a woman named Helen who was 89 years old. And she noticed that Helen had asked her to put a, a rubber band around the mail so that she could grab it easier. Okay. So she noticed also that Helen hadn't picked up her mail in three days. Uh-oh. So she said, I don't know. This is not right. I know Helen. She likes to get the mail. Mm. Something's wrong. So she calls for what they have called a check-in. And basically that is the police show up and they just make sure. Like a well-being check-in. Yes, yeah. a well-being check-in. And they did. And check out this video. Now, an NBC5 News exclusive tonight, and it's going to warm your heart, the inspiring story of a hero mail carrier. Shonda Lemon was delivering mail recently when she noticed that an elderly woman had not been picking up her mail. What Shonda did next may have saved the woman's life. NBC5's Natalie Martinez has much more. Shonda Lemon is an eight-year veteran of the U.S. Postal Service and explains... She's delivered mail for about four years in the Dunning neighborhood. She knows many residents and keeps an extra special eye on some. The elderly on my route, by me being on the route for so long, they're dead on my heart. When Shonda noticed her 89-year-old friend Helen was not picking up her special rubber band bundles for easy grabbing for three days, she began to worry and knocked on the door. Day after day that she wasn't getting the mail with the rubber band, that's when I knew it was something wrong. When no one responded, Shonda called 911 for a well-being check. Helen was found on the floor, no food or water. Her niece Mary got the call. I feared the worst. Helen was alive, but hurt and weak. She fell um, and she, she laid there. My heart trembled. It just made me cry. Mary believes had it not been for Shonda, I don't think she would have lasted. Mary felt she needed to meet the caring mail carrier. I need to tell her thank you so much. And tonight it happened oh on the quiet God. Normandy Avenue cul-de-sac. Oh. Thank you, sweetheart. No problem. You're an angel. I love you so I'm much. I'm hugging her. You look just like her. Thank you. Oh Shonda's God. being called a hero by coworkers so and others, day. but laughs when, when we tell her. I just look at myself as one of God's children. 
looking after his other kids. That was my blessing for the day that she was okay. Tonight, Helen is in rehab, rebuilding her strength, and according to Mary, is so excited. We're covering her story of her guardian angel mail carrier in the Dunning neighborhood. Natalie Martinez, NBC5 News. Guardian angel, you got that right. What a story. Can you imagine that? Can you, you imagine falling and not being able to get up or move? And no, but imagine how terrifying that would be. Yes. You went through That's that. That's what I I'm mean, saying. I mean, it's just... Oh, God. How about the daughter check in on her every once in a while? <laughs> Seriously. She's like, I do have children. They don't seem to check in very much, but thank goodness for this mail carrier. <laughs> Shonda apparently um, does that with all of her customers. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Overlooked. Uh, overlooked. <laughs> life alert. I've fallen and I, fall I can't, and get, I can't up. get up. Overlooked uh, essential worker is the uh, postal carriers. Agreed. We, it's, a, it's a pretty pretty amazing job. Uh, real quick, off the top of your head, nicest rock star you've ever met. Gabe Grohl. Boom. It has to be, right? Yeah. He's one of those guys, like The Rock, who you go, well, that, that's got to be kind of an act, right? Yeah, because he's, no one's that nice. He's just a, a really down-to-earth, super nice guy. And um, he oftentimes will incorporate the crowd in Foo Fighters' performances. Well, in a recent performance, uh, about a year and a half ago, he was in Mexico City performing with the Foo Fighters. And um, he saw a young man in one of the closer rows, in full Kiss outfit. Gene Simmons paint, the whole thing, okay? That's awesome. And he's like, uh, hey, Kiss guy, we need, to have a, we need to have a chat. First of all, wrong show. Okay? And um, I, this is a kind of a long clip, but it, it's truly remarkable because, look, a lot of bands, a lot of artists bring out someone from the crowd to perform. Right. It, sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it goes okay. Sometimes it's really cute, but you're like, okay, keep your day job. Yeah. This is... This is unbelievable. Check it out. Hey, Kiss Guy. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Did, did you have a fucking sign thing that you were holding up? Let me see that sign. What instrument do you play? This? Monkey That's his, it says, let me play Monkey Ranch. Do you suck? <laughs> Don't fucking say kinda, because I won't invite you up here. <laughs> yeah, right now, Gene Simmons. Get your ass up here, Kiss Guy. Come on, let's right, see. So Kiss Guy walks up. He has full makeup. Yeah. Like someone did, uh, like a makeup artist did. It's perfect. Don't get too excited yet. You might shit the bed in front of your hometown, <laughs> So, uh, jump up. Yeah. Dave gives him his guitar. And Ladies and gentlemen, I've had to sit here staring at this motherfucker all night long. Come here, this guy. Dream, right? I mean, you matter. What's your name, Kiss Guy? Fuck it, I don't even want to know. Your name is Kiss Guy right now. <laughs> you ever done this before? It's really fun. <laughs> got a motorhead t-shirt. Dave gives him his guitar. He brought his own fucking pit. <laughs> So there's the leader. You 
see where this is going. It can't be this good. Just listen. If you can watch this, it's even worse. up the person to to sing or per, play guitar rarely does it go like that because again, like you said you may not be steve vibe but to play on the spot like that yes have the band do a little breakdown he's like go ahead solo and to not completely fucking yes your hand, no. i mean my hands would be trembling yes of and course he didn't even seem nervous no 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 he was headbanging the whole thing i thought that that was a very uplifting is that paul story. stanley <laughs> he should have let him see all right you guys let it roll oh that's him right there that's nice that's very nice <laughs> all right let's uh, go to san antonio a guy that is 94 years old we of already course. have mentioned that we like 10 and younger yes. and 90 and above won a purple heart and a bronze star in world war ii damn and his son was sort of helping him uh, fix up his house. They had things that they were doing. They had projects that they would start. And he was he was depending on his son quite a bit. Do you fix up a guy's house when he's 97? Or do you say... 94. Oh, sorry. Do you just say live how you like? I mean, if you're no, fixing... I mean, the, the guy needs the improvements on his house. Oh, yeah. So okay. he so like wants it to happen. And, stuff. Okay, and he yeah. won a purple heart yeah, and a bronze star. You Amazing. do whatever he yeah. wants. He's a, a legitimate hero. So his daughter, Maria realized that the house was sort of falling apart because the sun was gone. Don't ask me how, because I don't remember. I didn't pay that part. Good. Didn't pay attention. But she puts it on Facebook and she says, my dad's a purple heart, won a bronze star. He needs a little help with his house. Okay. And watch what happens. 
Wounded three times by machine gun fire during World War II, Alfred Guetta's mother was initially notified that he was missing in action. To her relief, his mother later was told that he was aboard a hospital ship in the Pacific. Guetta came home with a purple heart and a bronze star. But since last summer, he's been staying with his daughter because his house was, uh, was unlivable. Jesse DeGoyado now with a plan to help this 94-year-old war hero. The house that for so many years had been Alfred Guerra's home has been gutted. It's nothing more than an empty shell. It's going to be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Once we finish it, right? His family had tried to do what they could. One project went to another project and another project and then another project. But after Guerra's son passed away, it became too much for them. Yet now... We're two purple hearties right here, huh? <laughs> Tony Roman was wounded in Vietnam. Guerra while fighting in the Philippines, where he also earned a bronze star in World War II. The former commander of the local military order of the Purple Heart is among those who are coming to Guerra's rescue. It's what we do as veterans, as, as uh, combat warriors, we leave nobody behind. Especially other veterans like Alfred Guerra in situations like this. It's not a lost cause, it can't be done, it just needs uh, a lot of work and... A plan on how to proceed and how to pay for what needs to be done is now in the works with the city of San Antonio's help. His daughter says her 94-year-old father's memory isn't what it used to be, but when it comes to repairing the home that he yearns... I'll never give up easy. <laughs> That's one thing I, I learned from my grandpa. My grandpa was a blacksmith. If all goes as hoped, the blacksmith's grandson who came back a war hero could be home by Christmas. All I want to see is a good smile on his face and make him happy. That's all. Yeah. Well, as long as I'm with my family, I'm always happy. <laughs> Jesse DeGollado, KSAT 12 News. That's amazing. Right? Other Purple Hearts said, you know what? We're here for you. No, and, and there is obviously a different level of camaraderie with yep. people who have served, and uh, it, that's, a, that's a beautiful story. I am shocked that he learned to never give up from his blacksmith grandpa as opposed to being shot in the South Pacific and living through it. <laughs> I would think true. that that would be the thing that taught me never give up the most. He's 94, <laughs> so when was his grandpa alive? 1860? <laughs> I also would like to point out that he is, uh, has a better memory than me and is sharper than he, me. Well, yeah, right I, a lot of times we highlight um, senior citizens on the show. Um, he was really sharp. Right. Compared to 94? Yeah, yeah. He was really sharp. Crazy. Um, speaking of camaraderie for people who have uh, served in the same way, cops obviously have a tremendous amount of camaraderie with each other. And when one officer was killed in the line of duty, when his daughter was just a few months old, um, the fellow officers in his department really gathered together to make sure that she grew up in, in, a, in, a, in a serviceable way, that there, she didn't feel lacking for... Uh, Let's um, raise her serviceably. <laughs> well, she didn't... They, she, I guess I could have said that better. <laughs> that that she, she didn't feel the lack of um, a strong um, male in her, in her life now that her father was um, un tragically killed. Um, she went on to graduate high school, and, of course, her father, being deceased, could not be there. Check out what the uh, fellow cops did. 
A family in blue is family forever. San Antonio police officers gathering today at Natalia High School to show their support for the daughter of a fallen officer. Officer Juan Antonio Morales died in 2001 after a driver suspected of being under the influence of alcohol sideswiped his SAPD motorcycle. His youngest child, just 15 months old at the time, graduated high school today. Her father may not have been there, but as the night team's Garrett Berger shows us, his memory was alive and well. Juliana Morales rode into her graduation in a police escort and to a police welcome. It's been 16 and a half years since Officer Juan Antonio Morales' watch ended, but his fellow officers remain loyal. Once I read this in the bulletin, I felt I needed to be here. Sergeant West McCord attended the academy with Officer Morales. They're family, he said, and so is Juliana. We're policemen. We're brothers. She's kind of like our niece. Got to take care of her. Their dedication appreciated by both Juliana and her mother. It was really um, emotional and overwhelming. It, was, it made me really happy. I'm just really glad that we have the support of our family in blue to be there for us and for them, and that she knows that. Beyond having her father's brothers in blue here, Juliana's also graduating from his old high school. One, two, and three, hold it. Now it's time for Juliana to head out on her own. She's going to UT Austin to study pre-pharmacy and compete on the powerlifting team. And she can take comfort knowing her family by both blood and the badge is cheering her on. I'm sure he's watching down over her right now and just full of joy and happy for her that he has his fellow brothers in blue to watch over her. Garrett Berger, KSAT 12 News. That's a beautiful story. It is pretty and, it, and I'm, I'm, I'm really was touched by that. But I also think like if you're 18, you're graduating high school, do you want a I, lot of cops? I, right. Yeah. I, I'm just like, hey, guys, I brought a bunch of cops. <laughs> and then the bagpipes. Right, and the, yeah. It's like, dude. Speaking of which, beautiful story. Cops, nice of them to do it. Maybe she didn't love it. Okay. All that aside, bagpipes, the worst musical instrument in the history of man. Oh, no way. Oh, please. It's not dope, but it's not the worst. Oh, it's painful. It's nails on a shot. Worse an accordion? Yeah. Oh, by far, by far. It's terrible. It's the cat of instruments. Worse than theremin? Yes. All right. That's yes. a, that's a that's a bold claim. Uh, my next story is Levante and Jordan Adams. They're brothers. One of them is seventeen. One of them is fifteen from Raleigh, North Carolina, and they volunteer at the Vero Diagnostics COVID nineteen testing lab. They're teenagers? Yes. And they volunteer? And they volunteer to help people get tested for COVID. That's and really impressive. You know how we always talk about people that got a car or whatever in things. Watch this story and you'll be amazed. Incredible story that will absolutely warm you up about two brothers who've made it their mission to help their community stay safe throughout this pandemic, all while privately dealing with an incredible struggle of their own. Got a little something for them this morning. But first, we want you to see their story. Meet Levante and Jordan Adams, brothers from Raleigh, North Carolina. But this 17 and 15 year old are not your typical teenagers. I work in a COVID-19 testing lab, processing COVID-19 samples. You're helping the community, you're helping people. These science-minded students help provide free COVID tests to one of the most at-risk and hardest hit black communities in North Carolina. I'm hoping that people realize that because of what we're doing in the community that they should come out and take it more serious. 
Diana Powell, founder of Justice Serve North Carolina, finds opportunities for at-risk teens who contribute to their communities. But she says Levante and Jordan give back without having much for themselves. They've had some struggles, you know, with the homelessness and, you know, sleeping in the car, sleeping in the van. Okay, hold up. Um, in hotel. Hold up. Hold up. They've had their problems. Homelessness, sleeping in a car. Do you see their smiles when it showed them and how happy they were? Yeah. And they're donating their time for COVID testing? I think it gets back to, um, you know, a couple episodes ago, you asked, like, why does it seem like there's so many stories about veterans and, and mil active military that do these great things? I think it's like these kids, in comparison to many teenagers— they know what you and I, when struggle. we were 15, yeah, yeah. And 17. I, I mean, I, you know, obviously I had emotional issues like any kid would, but I don't, I never knew what it was like to not eat or, yeah. or where I was going to live yeah. tonight, you know, and they probably have a much better and much uh, clearer perspective on what's really important in life. You know? Let's go back to the video. And just struggling, but yet to see the energy and the uh, work ethics that they have, it's just amazing. Their parents were furloughed because of COVID-19, and the family of seven has been living in a hotel, but they're now facing homelessness once again. At the end of the month, they're losing access to the hotel they've been calling home for nearly two years. They didn't know where they was gonna go. They deserve more. They deserve better. <laughs> but even in their struggle, the boys remain positive. If your heart is still beating, you can surmount any obstacle. They wanna be able to still give back and serve their community. I think that is a beautiful thing. And now that community they've given so much to coming together to give something back. Jordan and Levante, you have a village. What an inspiring story. We're so excited because we're going to meet these two young men right now. And here they are. Let's bring them in. Uh, Jordan Levante there. That's Levante on the left. They're in full PPE because they are, as we said, doing their work. They're going to be doing some COVID testing. They're surrounded by family and some friends. But, fellas, just give us a wave, first of all. We can't see your faces, but how are you doing there, uh, Jordan and Levante? Levante on the left. Hey there, fellas. I, I want to ask you Pause. all. We have doctors Pause. on the air. Do they have to write, literally write face shield on the face shield? <laughs> like, it'd be like, it, it said computer. Like, why would, we understand, like, oh. I don't know. Who, who picks that up and goes, oh, shit, I better put this on my knee. <laughs> like, face shield. F you. But who both made of them that? have it right. Yes. Yes. All right, let's continue. All right, go ahead. I want to ask you all, we have doctors on the air all the time and people all over the country trying to make sure people get this vaccine okay, hold and up. trying to convince. Hold up. He's going to ask him a question. Yes. Now, should you ask a question of a person who has a mask and a face shield? I say have them in a field by themselves and don't put them in an entire astronaut suit. That's what I do. <laughs> if I was going to interview them, I maybe put them in a nice little isolated studio or something so that these poor kids wouldn't have to do that for one moment out of the day. Here we go. It's safe. Do you all have more success, Levante? What is it like trying to convince people yourself of that message? And what is your message to folks right now about the vaccine? Um, I feel like it's very comforting. It's, it's really simple. Really, you just, um, you just, it, the best way to combat it is basically just to make people feel safe. And I feel like the more you comfort someone, the more they are 
likely to do something that you say. I know it sounds a little weird, but <laughs> when you relate to someone, you can help them. Yeah, I think that is the perfect message. And Jordan, what's the most important thing you've learned uh, there working at the, the testing lab and the diagnostic site? Um, well, when I'm at the site, really what I really learned is how to, you know, stay precautious about the virus and really, you know, be keep it be more serious about it and tell everybody else to come and get the virus and that science is really important you all have helped so many people what kind of missions do you have in the future um do you want me to speak or my brother first sure go ahead both of you just one at a time okay um you mean all right so i when i were when maybe a year ago i wasn't too into science but now that i see what's going on around me i feel more invested but I'm probably still going to shoot for being a doctor when I grow up. All right. How about your brother? <laughs> and for me, you know, uh, I really got interested in science in sixth grade. I was really interested in the different anomalies in the world. And so I can see myself being some sort of scientist later down the line. Well, we have been so impressed and we saw that, that story. You all keep smiles on your faces, even though your family's going through some, some personal difficulties. A lot of people in the, in the country are, but you all certainly especially. And we, we heard what's happening with the hotel. So you're, um, guys, I want you to hear this, that you're, the people you work with at the testing site, the folks at Vero Diagnostics, the community has come together. And I, I want you to hear this. They've come together and they have now found your family a house a place for you, your mom, your dad, your, your, all your siblings, fully furnished and all expenses paid for an entire year. Fellas, do you hear me? Levante and Jordan, I want to bring you back in. We, we can't see your faces. We hear the cheering. But Levante, I want to get your reaction to those folks coming together and providing this for your family because you've done so much. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what to say. This is this is great. I don't, I would have never thought, you know. Yeah, and it's very overwhelming. I would have never thought that this. It's just a lot going on, and this <laughs> is like a, a reliever. And opportunities over opportunities. Well, well, fellas, you all have been doing so much, and you continue to do that work even though with your personal struggles. And I think your mom and dad are there as well. Can they hear us, Amber and Levant, right, Levante? Levante, mom and dad. Yeah, the mom? We, we yes. can't see you yes. in there as well. I know your faces are covered, but uh, <laughs> what does that mean? to you all as Where's well, knowing you, your boys are doing such work that people wanted to make sure um, that, that your family was provided for and this could help out. Uh, well, to be honest, I've been a bit jaded about humanity, so <laughs> <laughs> this is really good timing. Um, Who's talking? I just, I'm very proud of them. I had I no idea the they were so the resilient, yes, <laughs> and I appreciate their strength, and they're really good boys, and I'm really fortunate to have children like them. Well, you, and you, I'm very thankful and grateful to everybody. Well, <laughs> you said that you didn't know they were so resilient. Well, they're yours. You did it. So congratulations to everybody. Levante, <laughs> Jordan, we hope to catch up with you Thank all down you. the road, and congrats on the work you're doing. Really, fellas, thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us here. That's an amazing story. All around, all around. I, I, and it, she says, I'm fortunate to have sons like this. You know what? That's some good parenting. And that she's right. In. She's right. And uh, she's, she should be commended because um, considering the adversity they were facing, yep. to be not only to give back to the community, but to have some smiles on their face the whole time. And high top fades. Yeah, I right? I want that so bad.
Bentley to come back. I just <laughs> love. I was Boys in the Hood was on. I was like shuffling through channels, and I was like, man, the high top fade. Especially when guys used to do like lines on the side. Oh, sure. Like, Come on, high top fade's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, this one got me, Kevin. That last story you just did, that was really, that got me. But this one got me too. And um, sometimes you don't have to do something that is ostensibly huge to, to really change someone's life for the better. Um, I'll, just, I'll just let this one play. I, I thought it was an amazing act of kindness and it was just so beautiful to behold. Hi Kelly, I'm Sarah Cahill, and I'm super excited to be part of your Music Heals campaign. I'm an only child, and my mom sang all the time. Music was everything to her, and she's 94 now, and she got dementia about five years ago. So right now, we're dealing with the quarantine, and she's in an assisted living, and I cannot get in there, but I can see her from a distance. So I stand there and be silly and sing songs and dance and do fashion shows and anything to entertain her. And I heard this angelic voice from across the street. And it was Albert. I didn't know who he was. He was a utility worker and he had earbuds in. And he was singing uh, to whatever it was he was listening to. And when he saw that I was trying to talk to him, he took his earbud out. And I said, listen, you sing a whole lot better than I do. Why don't you come over and sing to my mom? And he said, yes. So he came over and sang the most beautiful song. He's going to sing to mom. Why should I feel discouraged? And why, why should the shadows come? Oh, why? Why should my heart feel lonely? So, of course, it went viral, and um, Albert and I became fast friends. And a couple days later, it was my mom's 94th birthday. I asked him to come over and sing happy birthday to her, and he did. Happy birthday, dear Graham. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Music does heal. It heals your mind, your body, and your spirit. And thanks for doing that. And Amazing, now they're right? a couple. And now they have four kids. How many, how many people do you think, if you're working utilities, you probably have a pretty full day? Yeah. And a woman comes over and says, would you sing for my mom across the street? You go, oh, you know what? I'm really busy right now. I would say not over 90%. And that guy was just like, yes. Oh, I, I would love to. And he's incredibly talented. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the fact that he's out there with work gloves on, slaving away, and Chad Kroger from Nickelback is a millionaire. It's not cool. It doesn't sit well with me, Kevin. <laughs> do you understand that? I do. It doesn't sit well with me. I understand that very well. Uh, if you like the show, please uh, subscribe and click Click the little bell thing so that you can um, get updates every time we post one, which is generally around noon each day. Five days a week. Yeah. Mike, you got the outro? Outro! You know what I'm talking about, bro! Yeah. So say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike just gave you all the great news. Boom. And I'll sing to your grandma if I'm working in Caltrans. <laughs> That's quite an offer. <laughs> 
Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice.